Premier, when you were last here on September 22nd, you talked about your plan for the future of this province should the people decide to return your government to Queen's Park. Well, return you they did, and in the process, they made history. Friends, you will know that the Premier is the first Liberal Premier since Oliver Mowat in the late 1800s to form three consecutive governments. Une reçute. Une reçute vue en partant circonstance, an accomplishment under any circumstance, but one no doubt made more satisfying by an electorate's desire for steady, experienced leadership in turbulent times. Monsieur le Premier ministre, vous avez démontré pendant vos années un pouvoir, une volonté d'attaquer les problèmes complexes des fonds. You have demonstrated during your years in office a willingness to tackle tough issues head on. Couldn't have been easy to move forward with the HST. But some days I think you must wonder about that old adage to be careful about what you wished for. As we look to the horizon, we see significant challenges for our province, challenges most observers agree that have grown both more difficult and more intractable in the months since your third term has begun. And you don't even have Dr. Drummond's report yet. As ceci ajouté le défi politique d'un gouvernement minoritaire, Premiers Davis and Peterson, of course, also led minority governments in challenging economic times, but I'd allow not quite like the times we are not only in now, but were forecast to be in for the next few years. Preserving the jobs that we have and growing the new economy, making sure our kids get the education they deserve and we all get the health care we need. Knowing that right and left is an old broken paradigm and right and wrong is the new promising one, Premier, it's an understatement of colossal proportions to say your plate is full. We look forward to your remarks today and to learning more about your plan to move Ontario forward together. Thanks so much, Jimmy, for that very kind introduction and for all your good work on behalf of this truly venerable institution, the Canadian Club. You know, Jamie is such an accomplished guy, business, politics, philanthropy, that when he was introducing me, I kind of felt like, well, like Luke Skywalker being introduced by Yoda. I'm half afraid that when I deliver this speech, he's gonna shout out, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> and I'm delighted uh, to have my uh, friend and neighbor, Don Newman here. Remember the last time I told Terry, I said, I, I bumped into Don Newman today. She says, are you serious? I said, yeah. She goes, the Don Newman? I said, yeah. She says, did you get any of his salad dressing? Distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, colleagues. J'aimerais commencer aujourd'hui par vous remercier pour votre travail, pour les emplois et les débouchés que vous offrez aux familles de la province, 
et pour votre détermination à continuer de faire progresser l'Ontario. I want to start today by thanking all of you for the work you do, each in your own way, to help build a strong Ontario, supported by a strong economy. In speaking about the economy, I'm always mindful of the good advice offered by economists. And so it is with apologies in advance that I tell the story. The airplane was about to crash. There were four passengers, but only three parachutes. The first passenger, a woman, said, I'm a leading heart surgeon. My patients need me. So she grabbed the first parachute and jumped. The second passenger, a man, said, I'm a brilliant economist. The world's a mess. They need me. And he took the second parachute and jumped. The third passenger was a frail, elderly man. He said to the fourth passenger, a 10-year-old Boy Scout, son, I'm too old, you take the last parachute. The boy said, that's okay, sir. There are still two parachutes left. That brilliant economist just, just jumped out with my backpack. Of course, my subject today is the economy. And more specifically, I want to talk about the next step in our plan to build a stronger Ontario economy, an economy that supports good jobs and quality public services for all of us. And I'll begin by touching on the fundamentals, because they are the foundation for growth and prosperity. I'm talking about our tax and regulatory environment, our power grid, our infrastructure, and our workforce. First, our tax environment. To make sure Ontario is competitive, we eliminated capital taxes and reduced corporate taxes. Our corporate tax rates are now lower than every U.S. state and lower than the OECD average. The long and the short of it is we've cut the tax rate on new business investment by almost half. We've also adopted the HST, letting Ontario businesses compete on a level playing field with competitors in over 140 countries who already enjoyed the distinct advantage of a value-added tax. We've reduced personal income taxes for 93% of Ontarians who are now paying less in tax today than they did four years ago. What's more, we've eliminated 80,000 business regulatory requirements that stood in the way of jobs and growth, We've aggressively expanded international trade, doubling our trade with India and China, and we continue to offer our strong support to the federal government as it seeks to enter into new trade agreements beyond North America. The second fundamental we strengthened was our electricity system, because I think we all understand that a reliable supply of electricity is the lifeblood of a growing economy. Our plan will rebuild 80% of the system over 20 years. Already, we've built over 5,000 kilometers of new transmission and 8,000 megawatts of new generation. At the same time, our energy policies have given birth to an exciting, renewable energy sector in Ontario, creating 20,000 jobs so far. Yes, there has been some controversy around our clean energy plan, but it's especially important in matters of controversy that people know where you stand. Our government stands for clean energy, clean energy jobs, and clean air. 
and we won't waver on that. We're going to keep moving forward with our clean energy plan, always looking for ways, of course, to improve it. Just as we've kept moving forward on the third fundamental, and that's infrastructure. Our work together has meant new hospitals, schools, roads, bridges, sewers, and public transit. On average, we're investing three times as much in infrastructure every year as the previous government did, because we need it. In Toronto alone, for example, we have construction underway on a subway to York University, a rail link to Pearson Airport, and a rapid transit line across Eglinton. And I think everybody here would agree, there is still more to do. And this brings me to our fourth economic fundamental, and that's a strong workforce. It's just a hard fact. You can't compete in the race to the top without a highly skilled and educated workforce. So we've made dramatic new investments in the education and skills of Ontarians, ranging all the way from full-day kindergarten for our youngest learners, all the way up to more grad school spaces. And the results, my friends, have been nothing short of breathtaking. Our schools are now recognized as the best in the English-speaking world. Our test scores and high school graduation rates are way up. Enrollment in our colleges and universities is up by 26%. That's double the increase in the rest of Canada. And our workforce is now better educated than any of the 34 OECD countries. Ontario families just know education is a great investment. And to make that investment a little bit more affordable, we recently announced our 30% tuition grant. It'll help 300,000 college and university students from low and middle income families. It's been said, while we can't build the future for our kids, we can build our kids for the future. That's what education is really all about. And I think it's noteworthy that just last year, as we were, as we were coming out of the recession, while Ontarians with a high school education experienced a 9,000 jobs net loss, our college and university grads experienced a 119,000 jobs net gain. Our plan will keep making Ontario more competitive by making Ontarians themselves more competitive. So, my friends, when you consider the fundamentals, our tax and regulatory environment, our power grid, our infrastructure, and our workforce, we're stronger. Yes, of course, there's more to do, but there's no doubt about it, we are stronger. We're more competitive. We're better poised for growth. And when it comes to growth, the Ontario indicators are all pointing in the right direction. Our latest sounding has our economy growing at 2.7%. Unemployment has dropped from a high of 94 to 7.7% today. And our champions, like manufacturing and financial services, are experiencing steady growth. So we're moving in the right direction on pretty much all the major fronts. Now we need to take further action on another important fundamental, and that is the deficit. It stands at $16 billion this year, and it's not going to go away on its own. Nous devons prendre la prochaine mesure vitale pour créer une économie qui soutient de bons emplois et des services publics de qualité. Nous avons besoin de nous attaquer au déficit de l'Ontario. Tackling the deficit is simply an essential step in building the strong economy we all want and need. 
one that supports good jobs and quality public services. Before I get to what we need to do, I want to speak to how we got here and why it is we need to get out first. How do we get here? Before the global recession hit, Ontario had balanced three budgets in a row. We were in surplus. And you should know that to this very day, our government spends the least per capita among Canada's 10 provinces. But just as the recession took a bite out of household budgets across Ontario, it took its toll on the provincial budget too. Government revenues went down and the need for government support went up. Support for workers who lost their jobs, for employers who needed help to keep jobs, and support for infrastructure projects to create jobs. All this extra help for Ontarians combined with weaker revenues created a $16 billion deficit. Well, that's how we got here. So, why do we need to get out? Well, just as it was right for our government to run a deficit to protect Ontarians from the worst of an economic storm, so, now that the storm is over, it's right for you and I to rededicate ourselves to our plan to eliminate that deficit. Borrowing money to help Ontarians through a terrible recession is one thing, but living beyond our means, constantly adding to the debt we're leaving to our children, well, that's quite another thing. That would be wrong for our children and for us. I don't have to tell you, when it comes to the economy, confidence is very important. If Ontarians see their government managing responsibly and keeping a steady hand on the tiller, just as they are doing at home and in business, they're going to feel more confident. And when international businesses see that we are taking action, it gives them the confidence to invest here, bringing jobs to Ontario for Ontario families. And if the lending community sees that we are tackling our deficit confidently and in earnest, it reassures them, and that keeps our borrowing costs down. Confidence in our economy is an indispensable economic fundamental, and eliminating the deficit is key to maintaining the confidence of Ontarians and the world and growing our economy. In the coming weeks, we're going to be receiving the advice of the Drummond Commission. Minister Duncan will also continue hearing from Ontarians as part of his pre-budget consultations. And we will welcome any thoughtful advice we receive from the opposition. Éliminer le déficit ne sera pas une tâche, disons, aisée. Pour ce faire, nous devrons toutes et tous faire le maximum. Dans le cadre de la mise en œuvre de son plan, certains, sans doute, prétendront que le gouvernement va trop vite et d'autres qu'il progresse beaucoup trop lentement. Eliminating the deficit won't be easy, and getting the job done will call upon the very best that we have to offer. I'm pretty sure that as our government moves forward with our plan, some are going to say, you're moving too quickly. Others are going to say, you're moving too slowly. I think Wilfrid Laurier offered some pretty sound advice 120 years ago when he said, see the goal, and towards that goal, direct your efforts, discarding the impetuous frowns of the rash and the cautious advice of the timid. 
So I want to assure Ontarians, we won't be rash and we won't be timid. Our progress will be steady, measured and relentless. While the specific details of our plan will be laid out in our budget, in the balance of my remarks, I want to share with you some of the broader strokes. Our plan will balance the budget in the fiscal year 2017-2018. Getting there will require that we slow down our spending significantly. As I said before, we will protect health care and education, the most important public services upon which our families rely. We will not raise taxes. Instead, we will find ways through reform to deliver government services more efficiently. Healthcare, which accounts for over 40% of program spending, is overflowing with opportunities for reform. Shortly, Minister Matthews will lay out an exciting plan for healthcare transformation. Quite simply, our plan will provide, better, will provide Ontarians with better healthcare by getting better value for our healthcare dollars. And speaking of dollars, one half of all government spending, that's about $55 billion, is invested in wages and salaries. That is not at all unusual. In fact, that's as it should be. Most taxpayer dollars should go into paying the people who work on the front lines and deliver the services, like our nurses, our doctors, our teachers, our water and meat inspectors. We need them, and we need them to do a good job. That means they need to be well-trained and fairly compensated, and they are. But because half the province's budget is spent on wages, it's just not possible to reduce spending without addressing salary expenditures. We're going to do that by respecting the collective bargaining process. Respect isn't something that you check at the door in the face of a big challenge. In fact, I would argue it's when things get difficult that you need respect the most. Now, just as we will respect, we will respect the people who deliver our public services, so will we also respect the right of all Ontario families to a government that is fiscally responsible, one that maintains confidence in the economy that they depend on for their jobs, their schools, their health care, their future. So, we will negotiate firmly to a result that keeps us on a sure and steady path to a balanced budget, something that is in everyone's interest. Of course, our plan to achieve our goal of living within our means is a multi-year plan. It can't be achieved overnight. There are no quick fixes. There are no easy solutions. Success will take time and an unwavering commitment. And I have every confidence that we will achieve our goal because Ontarians have everything it takes to get there, including our track record in getting the fundamentals right, our workforce, our taxes, and our infrastructure. But there's another fundamental strength we possess as Ontarians, one that underlies all our great successes, and that's our willingness to work and build together. Think about this. Together. We built our schools, our colleges, our universities, the foundation of our powerful workforce and our research excellence. We built our healthcare system from the neighborhood clinic to our world-class teaching hospitals with access for everybody. We built our communities safe, strong, and 
growing because newcomers from around the world keep choosing Ontario as the best place to start a new life. We built our truly remarkable system of roads and highways, covering a geography, by the way, four times the size of the UK to serve a population one-fifth their size. We built a vital and peaceful democracy with a strong and the weak, the rich and the poor each get one vote. And together we built a strong, caring, progressive society inspired by this noble ideal that every child from every home will have every opportunity to become the best that they can be. That's what Ontarians have achieved. It's nothing short of amazing. And our future is equally bright so long as we keep working and building together. My friends, Ontarians have placed their confidence in our government to keep a steady hand on the tiller and steer us towards a stronger economy. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to keep strengthening our economic fundamentals. We will eliminate our deficit and we will maintain confidence in our economy. This is about a lot more than a dry exercise to satisfy accountants. It's about satisfying the real expectations of Ontario families, that their economy will inspire their confidence and the world's confidence too. It's about building that rock-solid foundation families need to support their jobs, their schools, their health care, their future. It's about acting responsibly. It's about building a bright future for our children and grandchildren. It's about staying strong and being who we are. We are Ontario. We're the greatest province in the best country in the world. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you uh, very much, Premier. It's, um, despite Jamie's remarks, we always do look forward to uh, hearing from the Premier because uh, we know we're going to hear an important message and we certainly were not disappointed today with the important message that you've brought to us as you get ready to um, slay what is uh, clearly a dragon in public policy these days and that is the deficit. But I think that your candid analysis of how we got here uh, the kind of approach that is going to have to be taken as we go forward if we're going to meet the target of uh, the fiscal year 2017-18 and the uh, understanding that all of us are in this together and are going to have to put, uh, if not our shoulder to the wheel, at least our minds behind what is being done and to understand uh, limits as we go forward, at least in the shorter term, but the prospect that uh, at the end of the day uh, we are going to be much better off. I want to thank you uh, because I know you get a lot of demands on your time and I know you have come here uh, actually three times in less than a year and uh, we really do appreciate that and I think you could tell today from the response you got that your remarks certainly resonate with this crowd and uh, please come back anytime you want. Um, never mind what Jamie said, we all, know <laughs> we all know and love Jamie but please come back anytime and thank you. <coughs> thank you for coming today.